What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. Oh, it's Ashley. Sassy Ashley. Get up! You forgot your minute to be sad. You're the whole ride over here. Answer it. You might want to save her for later. Hello? Eric, hi. You're feeling awful. I'm sorry I just ambushed you at the party and was rude. Just, I was nervous and drunk and, you know, it's no excuse. Well, that's okay. Mm, mm, look what I found. You forgive me? Yeah. Good. And I just found your bracelet. Oh my god, are you serious? You wanna bring it over? Yeah, okay. Baby bros, welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Tuscany, Italy. No, I'm not starring in the newest Enzo Ferrari movie. I'm out here for a friend's birthday. If you can't tell, my voice hasn't gotten any better since that wedding last week. We have an incredible episode today. My guest this week is the youngest guest we've ever had on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar, I also do some stuff on TikTok that's totally separate from this. I have a TikTok account called That's a Nice Touch. I go around the country, restaurants, hotels, bars, and I just point out nice touches that I find along the way, and I say my catchphrase, that's a nice touch. So through this TikTok account, I've met some really interesting people, and one of those people is Rusty Featherstone. Rusty is 21 years old. You heard that correctly. 21, and he has a very popular TikTok account where he goes around and ranks beers and bars. He's part of the very popular Almost Friday comedy troupe. They have an office in Venice. They make really funny viral video content that premieres every weekend. It's all over TikTok and Instagram. Initially, when I heard Rusty's age, I was like, will this kid know much about Entourage? He is by far one of the more eloquent, well-thought-out dudes I've had on this podcast in weeks. And that's no shade to any of my other guests. It just it brought a fresh perspective, which I was super, super pumped about. So super excited for you guys to check out this episode. Let me know what you think in the comments. Give Rusty a follow on TikTok or Instagram. He is genuinely like a star that is blowing up. Um, and all the usual stuff. Follow at oh yeah Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Leave us a five-star review if you're digging the show so far. I hope you're enjoying these extra-long episodes. They're a bit of a slog to edit together, but it's because I put so many uh, clips and quotes in there. Uh, I don't haven't had anyone complain so far, but um, yeah, I'll be back stateside in the next week. Until then, enjoy season two of episode six, Amongst Friends with Rusty Featherstone. Talk to you guys next Monday. All right, my guest this week has made a name for himself ranking both beers and bars on TikTok. You can see him creating content for the very funny Almost Friday media group. He's dialing in from the East Coast. Rusty Featherstone, welcome to the Entourage podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be on. I'm stoked to have you on. And we were just talking about this. And this is for all the listeners. You are the youngest guest I've had on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. We've done about 80 episodes. We talked about Entourage every week. And we were just talking. Rusty, you are 21 years old. Yes, sir. So your relationship to Entourage has got to be so different than mine. Please tell me tell the listeners it's 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 so interesting to me so we i just didn't didn't discover it until high school this kid my buddy alex 
showed it to me after school one day and it like just i was immediately hooked by because i think like every high school kid entourage is your dream scenario like i would even settle for being like turtle being like any of those you just like want to be a part of that um and i got hooked and i finished it in like two weeks just like ripped through it and like it's one of those things that you can i think what's so great about entourage you can throw on any episode like at any time and like all your buddies like it and it's like a good it's even a good like background show to like have on it's just yeah no, i got hooked like immediately i've got to ask so it premiered in 04 when you were five years old <laughs> three he was three he's holding up a three so i mean it's got to signify to you like an older era of being a dude a bro in southern california you were just telling me like you work out of the Friday beers office in Venice. Like it's a different LA. So when you watch it, what is that experience like? Everyone's on flip phones. There's no social yeah. media. Is it, is it, is it weird to you? It's cause LA now. So my, this summer was my first summer in LA and everything in my world in LA, like completely revolves around like social media and yeah. being around that. And even like the movie scenes different now, like you hear guys talking about like, there aren't like big box office movies anymore really so like seeing behind the scenes like kind of what that would look like is pretty cool now now they come out on like netflix or like yeah easy all different but yeah no la it seems it was it was i think when you're moving out as a 20 something year old kid to la you're kind of hoping it's gonna be like like, entourage yeah exactly like entourage (laughs) and like it's it's uh it's just a different it's a also i'm not i'm not i'm I'm not a movie star but of course not yeah yeah (laughs) But I mean, it's just, it's gotta be so weird because I watch it now and I'm like, man, this is pretty outdated. And to you, yeah. it's like a whole generation of outdatedness, the clothes, the music, but the, like you said, there's something universally appealing about the show. Yeah. It's just like wish fulfillment. I wish I was famous. I wish I, one of my friends was world superstar yeah. famous and we could just fucking hang out and chase girls and chase movie roles. There are, there are things that are like just that like I don't think will ever change about like the dynamic of like a a guy friend group so like even though it's so like long or so outdated now kind of uh you still do you still kind of act the same with like your buddies and there are like some some of the themes are still exactly the same of like how you go about interacting with your buddies and like chasing girls at bars and stuff like that I love it and there aren't many shows out there right now that are similar to this like that is what I think has drawn so many people to both the show revisiting it and this podcast is like guys don't talk to each other like this anymore on television and it represented pretty truly what it's like to be in a group of dudes yeah that's kind of why i had you on man like I, I i figured i was like let me just ask him and i knew you were younger than me but i was like let me just ask you're you're, you're drinking a beer right now and i'm like dude this is awesome it's a friday it's, it's your whole brand like like keep it up i i it's fucking noon on the West coast and I had to work after this. So like. yeah, no, I, I just, I had one, I had a, I had a communications class this morning. There you go. And then I came back, watched the episode that we're going to talk about today just to kind of refresh. Yeah. And, uh, and then I am cracked open a beer for this. Going to go play some die after this. Too, so there you go. There you <laughs> go. All right, let's, let's dive in. We're doing episode two of season six. It's called amongst friends. It's original air date, July 19th, 2009. I usually ask this question and get interesting answers. 
Rusty, where were you on this date in I summer actually, of 2009? I checked my calendar of like where I, <laughs> where I would have been. Yep. And I think if I did the math correctly, I was in first grade. <laughs> I was probably in uh, Mrs. Sigmund's class yeah. and uh, probably up to up to no good with my friend Garrett. I think that was that was the only thing I remember from that. I probably probably played some recess football. There you go. That's awesome. You weren't watching Entourage. You weren't you weren't doing anything that I was doing in 2009. I think I was a junior in college. Amazing. <laughs> uh, a quick on this date. This won't mean a ton to you, but just a couple weeks earlier, uh, well, maybe it does. American pop sensation Michael Jackson died of a basically a drug overdose in his home in Los Angeles. His oh. physician Conrad Murray said that he found Jackson in his room, not breathing, with a weak pulse. Paramedics treated Jackson at the scene, but he was pronounced dead at Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center. Just two weeks, eh, like a month later, the L.A. County Department of uh, Medical Examiners ruled that the death was a homicide, and his doctor was charged and convicted of involuntary manslaughter in November of 2011. In 2013, Murray, the doctor, was released after serving two years of his four-year prison sentence with time off for good behavior. Uh, a televised memorial service, which was held at Staples Center in L.A. two days prior to this Entourage episode airing, was viewed by an estimated 3 billion people globally. Those are television viewership numbers. Like, you've been on TikTok. I'm little on TikTok, but like, even you and I know, like, that's fucking bananas. Yeah, that's that's. I can't even think of it. And I can't. How many does like the Super Bowl get? Like a couple hundred million. Couple. I mean, I I think a couple ten million is maybe a oh, yeah. hundred million is this, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fucking crazy. I also didn't know that that was a homicide. Oh yeah, it's uh, it was it was one of those things where it, it happened like kind of sneaky, and you're like, whoa, that kind of came out of nowhere. But we knew his his health wasn't good, and apparently, and I've got it right here, the doctor administered I can't even pronounce these drugs, propofol and anti anxiety benzodiazepines, lorazepam, and midzidlol, and he just like fucking upped the dosage a little bit. So, R.I.P. Michael Jackson. Yeah, one of the greats. In 2010, Sony Music signed a $250 million with Jackson's estate to retain all distribution rights to his recordings up until 2017, and they then released seven posthumous albums over the next decade. So, you know, his legacy lives on, his people got paid, but still super sad. Yeah. All right, quick recap of this week's episode. What? Just a why. That's that's crazy that that was that that happened. I know, dude. It's different time, man. Different, different time. You time. wouldn't you wouldn't have remembered it. I'm not gonna make too many age jokes. It just still just bottles my mind. And, it, and dude, I love it. I love that there is entourage fans out there that are uh, in their early twenties. Uh, I can't wait to share some of that information with some people. Quick recap of this week's episode. The Dane helps Eric move into his new place, and E invites Sloan to accompany him to the Dathsby premiere, insisting it'll just be as friends. But when Ashley drops by later with the housewarming diff, Eric brushes off her queries about his plans for the evening, telling the guys he doesn't want her to get any ideas about being his girlfriend. He wants to be single. Ari pushes Mrs. Ari to take Andrew Klein's wife Marlo on a Manny Petty date, wanting their wives to be friends. In spite of Andrew's doubts, the two women hit it off, and at Miller Gold, Andrew pulls Ari into a meeting set up by agent Lizzie Grant with two showrunners, but Ari picks up on Andrew's flirtation with the junior agent and warns him to stay away from Lizzie. At the premiere, Ashley surprises Eric by showing up. Eric then confesses his real feelings for Sloan, but she tells him she can't just jump back into a relationship with him, and he counters that he can't be friends. Ari then confronts Andrew, and Ari orders him to end his fling with Lizzie. Back at Vince's mansion, 
Eric gets a call from Ashley and decides to console himself with her, leaving Vince, Drama, Turtle, and their dates to continue the party. That is like, that recap has so many names in it, but I hope people have watched this episode. That's a lot of if Ashley you, If you've watched it, I think, I think you can follow mm-hmm. it pretty easily. Yeah. If you had never, if you didn't know who they were, that's, that's a ton of names. Yeah, you'd be like, who the fuck are yeah. these guys talking about? Okay. Rusty, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? I think I think that just the awkwardness of uh, that interaction when Ashley comes over to bring the plant, and I like oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to butcher this. No, I'm actually not. Drop when she leaves. Drama looks at E and is like, "You are awkward." <laughs> I just thought it was like like I think usually like the whole the whole show they're like these pretty like slick talking guys and they have like. But that that was that was a kind of a tough like toe curling awkward moment in the show yeah and even he kind of admits it he turns back to the guys that i had no idea she was coming over like you know that's that's a tough look like hey i know you're moving today but i'm gonna come bring you a gift at this time please be available for me like the little the little kiss on the cheek that he tried to give her too when he just like (laughs) kind of miss it he like whips yeah Oh, and man. then and then she's oh. like bye 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 like dude yeah. it's totally awkward it's it's perfect because like i think we've all kind of been in situations like that where we're reviewing something like called secondhand embarrassment right like you're watching your boy just like strike out brutally and you're like dude this is too this is tough to watch there's nothing there's nothing worse than watching your watching your buddy like go through that or like you're watching your buddy that has no game either like talking mm-hmm. to girl like eric eric is typically like pretty decent with girls but like your yeah. buddy just can't talk to girls I, I sometimes it's funny but like there yeah there's there's nothing worse than watching that and i'm just strike out and you're just happy it's not you right you're <laughs> just like you're like dude i'm so glad this isn't happening to me right now I'm, yeah. I'm, i'll take some joy in watching my boy strike out okay love that um so are, do you have plans tonight oh uh, yes actually vince's big premiere tonight so oh right right that should be great yeah should be <laughs> yeah <clears throat> okay. Well, well, look, you know, I'll call you. I'll call you later, and if uh, your bracelet turns up, I'll let you know. Oh. Okay. 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 Well, bye. bye. Okay. <laughs> See you later. See ya. <clears throat> bye. 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 See you. Bye. Goddy, are you awkward? <laughs> I totally forgot she was coming. Never in my life did I think I ever see you kick a little cutie out the door like that. Kick her out. She was begging for a ticket. And a ride on the Tiny E Express. Why don't you give her a ticket? Do we even have any left? Yeah, we got plenty. You want me to grab her? She's cute. No, I don't want her there. Why not? Because I don't want her to get the wrong ideas. What ideas? Like that you love Sloan? <laughs> no, ideas like I don't want her to be my girlfriend, which I don't, because I don't want anybody to be my girlfriend. You really like being single? Yes. My favorite moment. Maybe it's because I do this every week and we talk about the episodes ad nauseum and I have to watch them a bunch of times, but it's the entourage arriving at the premiere and the limousine and getting out and the light bulbs flashing and we hear like all these fans screaming. This is like the culmination, Rusty, of like almost two seasons of Vince failing and them getting fucked left and right and not not being able to figure it out. And now they're back on top of the mountain. We hear Everybody Dance Tonight by Paul McCartney, which is kind of a nice juxtaposition. It's like a romantic mandolin song. And everyone's been waiting for Vince to be on top, and, and we're finally here. So I love that. It's, it, it's awesome. It's, it, it just signified something very cool for me. It, it set me at ease for the rest yeah. of the season. That's, that song choice, I think, is like one of the most 
I think everyone's in agreement that it's a great one, but it, it doesn't really get, you don't really think about it. It's such a great, it fits that scene so perfectly. Yeah. Um, I also like when, when Tur- Turtle and, uh, and Jamie, uh, when she get, when she introduces him to the, to the, uh, <laughs> reporter and and he's she's like and who's this and uh he says his name's turtle and she goes it's like like madonna or like Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. one man seal or bono yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one word. it's like madonna it's so good all right here we are let's do this yeah, Basically, a world-class fashion model on your arm is considered being alone. Then, yeah. What's your name? Kelly. What's yours? All right, come on. Over here. I'll meet you inside. I just want to find the blind. You're being a little obsessive, baby. You might want to tone it down a bit. Okay, freak. I thought you wanted us to be friends. Friends, not Siamese ass buddies. Look, she already flaked on you once. I just don't want you to get hurt. Actually, Marlo told me that it was Andrew that insisted on canceling, so maybe you should be careful. Okay. All right. I can't wait to see it. I am so excited. Turtle here slipped me some dailies, and they were unbelievable. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Marty. Who's Turtle? She's my boyfriend. Just Turtle? Yeah, like Madonna. I want her to call me Sal, but only her. That's sweet. Dude, she's awesome. We talk about her every week when she's on. Like Jamie Lynn, she fits in perfectly. She's believable. Jerry Ferrara and Jamie Lynn Seidler were actually dating at the time. Gives it a little bit of. Were they really? Yeah, I knew you wouldn't prior, know that. Prior to prior to them dating in the show, or or they the spark came from them dating in the show. They had started dating prior to them being on the show. So like the entire Jamie plotline, or maybe it's. I don't know if it's, I don't know the exact timing of I should ask Jerry next time I have him on, honestly. But like, I don't know the exact timeline. I know that when these scenes in season six were being shot, they were already together, though. I know that for a fact. That's amazing. I never knew that. Okay, Rusty, here's a category that's kind of perfect for you. Like I said, you and the Friday Beers guys, you guys do incredible work. It's some of the funniest stuff on the internet right now. So we have a category every week called Bros Being Bros, your favorite Bros Being Bros moment. And that can mean. Yeah whatever you think that statement means. So why don't you take it away and tell me your favorite bros being bros moment from this episode. I think like when the guy, they do this multiple times, like when drama, ha- it's a different episode, but when drama like has that bodybuilder girlfriend and they kind of speak <laughs> and they listen, I yeah. think when they, and they um, Ashley comes over and they come and listen to that, and they, they do that like kind of throughout the whole show. I think that's like a really relatable bros being bros moments, like kind of eavesdropping on your buddy with their girlfriend or whatever. And like, listen, you want to hear the real version. You don't want to hear what he then tells you afterwards. By the time. Yeah. By the time it gets back to you, like it's not going to be what actually happened. So I think, I mean, I think that's a classic thing that, that every, every bro or every guy does. 
I, I think in general, just them helping E move into his new house, like these dudes can totally afford movers. What are drama, Turtle, and E carrying boxes up? Or, yeah, and well, Vince, I hope Vince isn't carrying anything. I hope Vince I think is just he like, is. I think he is carrying a box, if I'm remembering what, correctly, which is what is he is doing? <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's just that's brotherhood right there. Similarly, any scene where they're eavesdropping on E's like romantic fumblings is great. I also like that right after Ashley leaves with the plant, we're talking about that scene you, you mentioned earlier. They just like ruthlessly grill E. They're all sitting on his like in his like sunroom. But why don't you want to invite her to the premiere? And why are you going with Sloan as a friend? Yeah. And then he tries to like like backpedal, but oh, I don't want a girlfriend right now. And they're like, yeah, but you would have a girlfriend if it was Sloan. They just stand there and poke holes in all of his logic and. It's a good combo of both, like, ball-busting and just kind of looking out for their friend. Which yeah. is important, is as we learn, like, E falls way too hard for girls. He gets in way too deep. And so they're just trying to, like, protect him in a way, which yeah. which is nice. In, but, but they do it under this guise of, like, we're going to bust your chops and, and make you feel like shit. I think that's classic, like, the, like, you using, using ball-busting or using kind of, like, poking fun at your friend to, like, have a real conversation. Because guys, a lot of times, I think it's hard to have yeah. those like actual conversations so you have to do it you know through through something else which is funny very bros being bros <laughs> mr relationships gonna stick to that statement oh come on for the first time in his life he's enjoying playing the field he's entitled he is and if he were normal i'd buy it but he's not so i don't yeah me either sloan tells him she wants to get back together and the field is shut down well she won't so i guess you'll never know yeah but if she did would you want to get back together well, she just wants to be friends. What's the difference? Why would she push you to get your own place if she just wants to be friends? Because she's thoughtful. <laughs> I think she's sending mixed signals. Which isn't good for a fragile, sensitive mind like East. Yeah, and she did try and get him drunk the other night. So what? What's the big deal? Nothing happened. Mm, maybe she wanted it to. She's testing you, E. And you're failing miserably. Mm-hmm. Don't you guys have to get ready? It takes me two minutes. All right, all right, come on. Let's go. All right, I'll see you guys later. Peace. Hey, look, if you're really done with that, you mind if I gobble it up? Oh. Hey, you're disgusting. Be old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, great grandfather. I'll see you guys later. Rusty, what was your least favorite moment from this week's episode? I think, like, the whole, when you kind of start to see Andrew Klein start cheating on his wife, that's really frustrating because you're, because yeah. he, he was this kind of, like, no-name or like he was doing well for himself at that small agency, but now you're starting to see him become like one of Ari calls him one of like the top earners or, or one, he's this up and coming guy. And you're like, why are you jeopardizing uh, like your career by like fucking around with this, um, this like junior junior agent or whatever. And then it's even more frustrating because now um, Ari's wife is becoming friends with his wife. Like This is lining up perfectly. Like you could have this, this like incredible situation. yeah yeah but you're just kind of like toying around with the with uh lizzie what is it lizzie grant lizzie grant yeah and let me tell you and not to pull the i'm older than you card but like you see this happen so often in every line of business i've worked for a hundred different companies and every time you see some old dude just start willing to throw it all away on some yeah. just out of college middle of her 20s girl who's just there to have a good time maybe climb the corporate ladder a little bit as you're watching Andrew Klein make these mistakes, you're like, dude, you're doomed. What are you doing? Like, there's no way you can pull out of this tailspin, essentially. And Ari's so angry. And it's yeah. it's it's a great performance by Piven. 
watching it is, him react it is to ridiculous it. like that there is that there is truth to that like like the male brain works in that way where like you are like you'll see guys like throw yeah. everything away to like cheat on someone you're like oh, yeah. the, the literally like your brain is throwing out all rationality because you want to have sex with like a young girl which is fucking yeah. ridiculous yeah Comes harder and harder as you get older, Rustin. Um, <laughs> I am not looking forward to it. <laughs> what? Are you out of your mind? What do you mean? Please tell me you're not fucking her. What? Ari, what? No. My wife is out right now buttering up your wife so we can live happily ever after. Why? Because I asked her to. You shouldn't have done that. Andrew, you have been given a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take your lifestyle and your career to the next level. You throw it away on some 22-year-old, you're going to be left with nothing but herpes. She's 26. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get it together. Quickly. 20 pounds, Lloyd. So my least favorite moment, and it's kind of a famous one from this episode. I don't know how you felt about this, again, given your age, but this whole thing where Turtle is shitting on Seth Rogen's appearance to everybody... <laughs> where they're talking about how ugly he is. Turtle says his ugliness is oddly fascinating, especially in Blu-ray. It pisses me off. He's like grilling every girl that comes in. Would you sleep with Seth Rodin? Would you sleep with Seth Rodin? Just explain this to me. Ugly guy walks into a bar and hot-ass Catherine Heigl wants to party with him? She was drunk. She wasn't drunk yet. That's my point. She was sober and she drinks with him. And then she goes home with him, even though when she was sober, she could plainly see how ugly he was. Jamie was sober when she met you, wasn't she? I'm cute drama, ask anybody. Turtle, funny guys get girls and she went home with him because Seth Rogen's funny. He hadn't said anything yet to show he was funny. He's so ugly, she knew he had to be funny. How would she know that? Because he was starring in the movie. If he wasn't funny, there's no way someone that ugly could star in a movie. <laughs> you know, it's some alternate universe that actually makes sense. Not to me, it doesn't. Why do you keep watching this movie if it bugs you so much? His ugliness is oddly fascinating, especially in Blu-ray. Pisses me off. Pisses you off? I'm the one who's so good looking, I couldn't even get an audition. Where do you want this? Uh, you can put it anywhere. Hey, wow. Sloan. Wow, nice to have friends with flexible jobs, huh? Hey. Hello. Hey. Sloan, would you bang Seth Rogen? Jesus. I think he's funny, but I don't think I could go through with it. I told you. What about Turtle? Guys. You think he's cute? Turtle, I think you're very cute. What? Oh, thank you, you're Sloan. You're welcome. All right. It's really weird because yeah. at this time, Seth Rogen was the biggest star in Hollywood. And this is like a famous story in the whatever, in the Entourage universe that I'm not sure if you're familiar. But so apparently executive producer Dodd Allen initially considered Seth Rodin to be one of the members of Entourage. He actually says in an interview with TVDied.com, I'm a huge fan of Rodin's. I saw him in Undeclared. And I said to our casting director, that's a Midwestern kind of guy who I think would be funny for the show. But then we found Jerry Ferrara who plays Turtles. So we went that way instead. And then later, Rodin suggested that Entourage wasn't a funny show in an August 2008 GQ profile. So then Ellen, to get back at him, wrote this whole thing. In, in quotes from Dodd Ellen, if he's going to say the show sucks, I'm going to say he's ugly. Which is <laughs> an incredible thing to tell an interviewer and to do in your season six of your like number one rated HBO show. You're just going to take some pot shots at like... It's wild. So, and then, like, it, it just kept spiraling from there. Seth Rodin uh, was talking to E, uh, some program called The Daily Ten. He said, those guys are assholes. I actually ran into Kevin Dillon in a Starbucks, and Kevin Dillon, Johnny Drama, apologized to Rodin. He said, you know, I've got to apologize, because apparently the guy who created our show doesn't like you that much. Rodin basically said, well, I think he's a moron, and 
I understand why he doesn't like me, but you guys are all assholes. Like, just like, dude. Yeah. I don't know why this is on such display. It seems so strange now. And watching it now, you're like, this doesn't age well. And not in like a, oh, I'm offended way, but just in a, why did they do this way? You know what I mean? That's, that's so fascinating because I, if at first, like at first glance without knowing any of that, you're watching the scene and you are like, kind of, it doesn't really make, like, it doesn't really fit you know like the red yeah. there's no there's no like tie-in to it it's just kind of this weird like it sticks out i th- i don't know i think that's that's hilarious how petty he yeah. can be i'm not like that isn't really i don't think that that's like that crazy um like i i understand where that guy was coming from i think it's that's another hilarious guys being dudes yeah. where it's like there's this presumably like extremely wealthy executive producer who still like acts like every other guy acts when like someone yeah. says That's what you're doing is not funny or it says like you suck where you just have this petty reaction to just be like, Oh, you, Oh, I suck. Or, like, I'm not funny. Like you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you're ugly. You're, I'm going to bring it up six the times. Lowest, the lowest thing you or not the lowest, just the easiest thing you can say to someone who he's not even that ugly. No. You know what That's I mean? Like, he's like a pretty, honestly, a pretty good looking guy. Like yeah. for like all things considered. Um, and it doesn't age well because at this time, Rusty, like, Roden had slimmed down like a crazy amount. He just had knocked up and super bad, but then he was in a uh, not very successful superhero movie called The Green Lantern or The Green Hornet. Sorry. I, I Green Hornet. That, yeah. yeah. And so he dropped like a ton of weight and it was a big fucking deal. So, like, again, strange to call him ugly after he's like had this glow up in Hollywood for the past two years, but that's also, yeah, that's gotta, it's gotta hurt too. I knew that obviously that guy knew that we're like, you know, being an overweight guy and you lose a bunch of weight and you're like probably feeling pretty good about yourself. Fucking ugly. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that's gotta, that's gotta hit. So that like overall, that's just my least favorite moment because I just like, why am I watching this right now? I'm not offended. I'm not like, my feelings aren't hurt on behalf of Seth Rogen. I'm just like, like you said, this doesn't fit. Here. It's like bringing, bring like, I think the reason you, everyone loves Entourage so much is, is for the most part, it's so lighthearted and it's like an easy watch. And so when they're bringing like all outside beefs yep. into this that doesn't, that don't fit, I think that's kind of why it rubs everyone the wrong way. I completely agree. What is the most Entourage moment of this episode? Now this can mean whatever you think Entourage means in quotes. Okay, so... It's a scene we've already talked about, and I wish that it was a different. I wish that we hadn't already. Um, or uh, it's fine to overlap, but I think what you were talking about, where they get out of the limo yeah. and the, the light bulbs are flashing and everything like that, like that's in the first episode, and you kind of associate that that same like shot that they do, where they get out of the limo, and it's always like the culmination of all the shit that happens before he gets a movie or something like that, and you're kind of like, okay, we can wrap wrap up this stage of the show and move on to the next one. I love, like, I, I love every time they do that. I think it, um, it's like such a feel good thing because you're yeah. also, it's one of the, that's, that's exactly what you're kind of like, every kid wants that yeah. when you're watching the show. And so like, I think that's a very entourage scene. Dude, that's 100% totally fair. If it wasn't that for a lot of people, and even like the after party or the premiere party, whatever it is, it's like yeah, this, those are, that's a classic as well. A pr- it's like prohibition themed because that's when the Datsby was yeah. or Great Datsby. They have these like dancers and cigarette girls walking around. If that is an entourage, I don't know what is. Really quick aside, my wife worked for a tech company in the Bay Area that got bought by Yahoo. And this is like in Yahoo's last couple years when they were not doing well. 
and they had the Yahoo holiday party. They rented out a dock. Like in San Francisco, there are these docks that are like half a mile long that these giant barges pull up to and they unload shipping containers onto. So this, and they yeah. decked it out in Great Gatsby themed. That's so They did like all these old cars and they had people swinging from chandeliers and women walking around with like champagne towers and cigarettes. I think the company spent like three to five million dollars on this party that I attended. And the next like quarter, they reported their lowest earnings ever. And it was like <laughs> this huge deal. And people like if anyone wants to doodle like Yahoo holiday party disaster, it was all about. Oh, they found out about it. They, they were like, how can you report such low numbers and throw yourselves a five million dollar party? Yeah. And it all went back to like the Yahoo CEO being like kind of shady. But I was at this fucking party and it was themed exactly like this great Gatsby themed premiere so cool. from this episode. So definitely a super it's, it weird, is weird moment weird. you you even before you texted me i watched uh the new the one that came out in 2013 the gas lerman yeah just randomly i hadn't seen it in like a year and like threw it on the other night imagine like the actual gatsby with Vinny and like all those guys i think that would be like really cool to watch we we talked about this i think Maybe it was last week or the week before, but so Vinny isn't playing the Leo role. He's playing the Tobey Maguire role in that movie. It's He's bizarre. Playing, I can't even. Super bizarre. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then who is Gatsby? Especially in 2009 when this aired. You know who I think it is? I think it's still Leo. I which think is, you still. Which is, it's the only person that makes sense. It's the staying power of Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's, it, yeah. it'd be awesome. Getting a Leo him, cameo him and not Kevin are, are, or not Kevin. Him and. Um, yeah, Connolly. They're good friends. Kevin Connolly are, are like buddies. Boy, and so boys. is Tobin Maguire. They're in that yeah. they're all in that same that same group. It's wild. That looks like a rat. Have you ever seen that picture of uh of of Toby, Toby, Kevin, and um fucking David Blaine? Yep, I have. It's like the funniest three group three people in the world to just be chilling in like a hotel in bathrooms. I think uh, the Brat Pack. I think that's what they called it. I don't even know. There's there's they a diff- call, different iteration. It was they were. Uh, I believe they were the Pussy Posse. The pu- Well, no, I knew that, but like I was oh, trying because oh. I think what the media called that was their nickname for themselves. They called oh, themselves wow. the Pussy Posse, but I think the media referred to like there was a frat pack and a Brat Pack, and I don't know. Bizarre times. It's just different times, definitely. Really quick, I think my most entourage moment though is we're at the premiere. And we see E, he's walking around looking for Sloan, and Vince, like, comes up to him and is like, how are things going with Sloan? And it's like, what are you two doing talking about this right now? You are at, this is the biggest night of Vince's life. And as they're talking, two of the hottest supermodel-esque women, <laughs> like, walk through the center of the frame and are just staring at Vince and E talking. I mean, that is it. That's it for me. Even at the biggest movie premiere of Vince's life, they still got to talk about E's women troubles because that's all they ever talked about. And hot women are just drooling all over them. To me, that's entourage. That's the most that's, entourage moment. I think that's a great point. And like, it's it's cool how because I think they're so used to it at yep. this point that like you revert back to normal behavior where like even in these huge moments, they're still kind of just doing what normal guys would do. You look lost. Hey, where's everybody? Off with their girls. Ah, are you all right? I've been better. Not going well with Sloan? I don't even know where she is. And Ashley's here. Ashley? Yeah, she showed up. Wow, she likes you. <laughs> Seems like it. But you still love Sloan. I'm a mess. 
tell her? I don't know where she is. I do. I think I think an honorable mention. I, I this one just popped in my head is when yeah. when Ari makes his way through the party and comes up and he's like already overselling yeah. like how many movie offers Vince has in this one <laughs> like just premiered. He's yeah. like, I couldn't I couldn't walk through this party without. He's like, I got accosted by by uh, everyone in this party who wants yep. a piece of Vince and shit. You know what I mean? Where he's yeah. he's immediate. It's their his first time back after that like little rut, and they're already like. He's already ready to get him back on some like massive deal. And not spoiler alert, but the next next week's episode, like E goes to Ari's office and Ari's like, I got a ten million dollar deal, a twelve million dollar deal, a fourteen million dollar deal. Just like everything's good. We're good. <laughs> like let's focus on what E's up to this season. Genius, genius, genius. Yes. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm proud to have a baby brother to look up to. Oh, thank you, Johnny. I cannot walk three feet in this place without being accosted by someone who wants a piece of the new Vinny Chase. <laughs> ah, you guys, thanks for coming. It means a lot to me, really. Wouldn't miss it for the world, Vin. Excuse me, everybody. Rusty, what's your favorite line or quote from this week's episode? That's a tough one. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to say... I already... The problem is, is I talk so much that I already... You're good, man. Said, said everything that I said, all the ones that I like. I think, I still think that Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lynn Seedler, yeah. He goes by one, he goes by one, one name, uh, Turtle. It's like Madonna. I think that's yeah. a good one. That's or, hilarious. Or when, or when, I don't remember the exact quote, but when Johnny Drama's making fun of, he's like, it's Vince's biggest night and you're wearing sneakers. Jamie goes, I think he looks cool and handsome. And Drama goes, I think he looks bloated. I bet you can see my colonic <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. That's fine. I, that's the best one. Unlike you, I don't like guys sticking stuff up my ass. Like, it's just great <laughs> ball busting. Oh, only you would tell your best friend on a huge night for him, but you look like shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be the best one. Yeah, I like that. Did you leave me alone? Tell me Dude, you alone. Leave him alone, drama. I'm just saying, this is your coming out party. This is the first time you're really going to be photographed together, and you're wearing sneakers. I think he looks cool and handsome. I think he looks bloated. I begged him to see my colonic guy. Unlike you, I don't like guys sticking stuff up my ass. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a great night. Totally. I'm sorry, but E, if I knew you didn't have a date, I could have totally found a friend for you. Or you could have went with him. I'm sure you would have enjoyed it more than your current date. <laughs> I can be both their dates. Sorry, Kel. Jenny don't roll like this. I say the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks anyway, Kel. I'm meeting somebody there, a friend. Oh, oh. Ian. <laughs> He's not gay, is he? Uh, no. There's a when they're at the department store, and that probably doesn't like nobody goes to department stores anymore to get suits or whatever. And yeah. drama's being like super creepy to the <laughs> woman. He's like looking good, Cal. Looking real. Looking good. really good, Kelly. <laughs> and he's just like laughing. He's like, and drama goes, "What?" And he goes, "You're creepy." <laughs> hey boys, good to see you. I will grab your suit. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. Looking good, Cal. <laughs> looking real good. <laughs> You're creepy. You kidding? She loves me. You should have seen her eyes bulge when the tailor was measuring my inseam. Why don't you invite her? Maybe. Hurry ahead. Tough decision. <laughs> so fucking funny. Is oh. she the actress that plays Kelly? I Kelly. feel like that is not. That's not her only appearance. Because I was watching this episode, and I don't know if I just recognized her from previously watching this episode, but I feel like she's in 
more episodes. I can't She's, put my finger on oh, it. Oh, more episodes of this show? No. Yeah. This is her only appearance on Entourage. Um, okay. In terms of like other roles, so we do have a category coming up called Faces in the Crowd. We can talk about her a little bit. She's been on ballers i mean like nothing of significance where you go oh she's the chick from x y or z but she's got like 40 credits to her name okay her story's wild she like her family fled afghanistan from the soviets and like like landed in dc and she became an actress and so it's pretty cool to see her you know in an entourage episode but i wouldn't say i don't think she's a uh a mainstay no Music wise, we already talked about Dance Tonight by Paul McCartney. Any other songs jump out at you? I don't think there were a ton of, you know, needle drops that were. No, I think like, you know, when you find a song through a show, and I think Entourage has a million of these. Yep. Uh, like there's a playlist on on Spotify that's great where it's like Entourage closing songs, um, like a bunch of good Jay Z ones. But I think like Dance Tonight is one of those ones where I found it because of the show. Mm-hmm. which is kind of bizarre. I think it's kind of a slap in the face. <laughs> to, to, to Paul McCartney? Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, good, I, found, I found your song through Entourage. No, but like, in, in a way, that's that was the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, 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 however someone found Paul McCartney's song and music doesn't really matter. He's he's probably happy regardless. You know what yeah. I mean? I think like that, anytime there's a song in an, in an episode of TV that like you immediately go and like add that to a playlist, yep. I think that that's, that's cool and like, now, now, every time I listen to that song, like there's a small party in the back here that like remembers that scene, yep. and you yep. associate it with like that good feeling, which is cool. It's amazing. I will say, besides Dance Tonight, there is the final song is a song called Why Can't I Touch It by the Buzzcocks, which I don't know the band at all, but it's a good, like he literally looks at, he looks at Sloan's text message and then just like slams it shut and goes off to see like the other girl. And it, it, it's a nice juxtaposition. Yeah. I'm going to add both of those songs we at here at Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah have a Spotify playlist of all of our favorite songs. It's in the show notes of today's episode. Go check it out if you guys are interested. Rusty, every week there's usually a celebrity cameo, but there isn't like a standalone celebrity cameo where someone is playing themselves as a celebrity. However, there is a celebrity in that limo with them who's only had her second acting role ever on Entourage. Did you recognize who I'm talking about? No, I didn't. Vince's date, Lisa, is Dal Dado, aka Wonder Woman. She literally has one line. She says, He's not gay, is he? And then they all laugh. But this was only her second English speaking role ever. She w- went on to be in four Fast and the Furious movies and six Wonder Woman DC expanded universe. She's one of the biggest female actresses in the universe. And here she is. Just riding in the limo with Vinny and the boys, like making fun of E. <laughs> I I'm looking at her now. I don't even know this actress, which is you don't crazy. know Dal Dado. I mean, no, you haven't seen any Wonder Woman trailers, posters. I mean, it's all I'm good. Like big, I'm not a big Marvel guy. Gotcha. I recognize her. I wouldn't have picked her out. That's so. So she she didn't speak English originally. Well, she's, she's originally from Israel, so she yeah. speaks Israeli, and this is her second English-speaking acting role ever. The first was that same year's Fast and the Furious movie, which was called Fast and Furious. <laughs> so she then goes on to star in three more Fast and the Furious films, and then world breakout role as Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman 84, and the Justice League movies and all that shit. So it's, it's just so wild. crazy. This, she just like slipped through the cracks. I yeah. feel like most, even most people 
that have seen Wonder Woman or seen stuff like that probably wouldn't pick her out. Yeah. It's uh, my wife like walked through the room and was like, wait, I was like, yep. Doubt. She's like, that's fucking wild. Oh, you, you knew it ahead of time and, and you, you saw it ahead of time. I have to know this stuff as being the host of the show. I have to know the whole show in and out. Cause as if I don't mention that rusty, I'm going to get about a half a dozen people being like, wouldn't you talk about yeah. the fact that Vinny's dating Wonder Woman in this? So, and it's not even that. It's also just interesting to me. Yeah. So we don't really have a bad celebrity cameo. What about the girl of the week? This is an interesting one because we have a category called Teeper or Sleeper. Essentially, is the girl of the week, is she marriage material? Is she at least like worth keeping around for a few episodes? And we have our first appearance from Ashley, E's girlfriend in season six. She ends up being in eight episodes this season. And I will be honest with you, not a fan. I'm completely with you. I have never, and I don't think there are many huge Ashley advocates out there that like no, I don't think so either. around longer. She just, she just like kind of rubbed me. And I think they're doing, I'm not, not the actual like yeah, actress. actress. Yeah. I think they're doing it on purpose. Um, and she does a really good job at like making you feel that way. But she like really um, rubbed me the wrong way. I think like when you, a lot of uh, the funny thing about entourage is like, there are, there are so many different like girls that come through that like a lot of times you'll see stuff in certain girls where you're like, I know that girl, like in my own life. And like, she reminds, and I think reminds a lot of guys of girls who are like that, that like maybe just kind of rub you the wrong way. And yeah, I was not a fan. She's insecure. She's jealous. I mean, E kind of does a good job of making her that way as the season goes on. He's kind of hiding the fact that he's still in love with Sloan from her. I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying that E's a saint by any means, but in this first episode that we see her for, she's fine. She's rude to Sloan, which is a little strange. And it's later episode. She's going through E's phone. She shits on his clients like pilot on the day that the pilot is releasing and just generally gets worse and worse as the episode goes on. And she's universally regarded as like the worst steady girlfriend of the guys in the crew. So I think, I think it's also like, and not to not not to maybe defend her, but I think if I was a girl and the, and the the competition was Sloan, mm-hmm. you would be like yeah, super intimidated. Like she's so or I I don't know if this is I don't know if you feel the same way. I think Sloan's awesome. Yeah, uh, dude, we're we're big Sloan fans. Here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, so, don't worry. <laughs> so I think everybody likes Sloan, and she's like more she's also way more mature mm-hmm. Ashley and I think I think they're they're playing into that a ton where like she is she's supposed to be a girl like my age you yeah. know like yeah. girls my age like would probably act like that if like the competition is is Sloan and then like she was she put herself in a really awkward situation by like getting that ticket from the guy at the agency and like showing up anyways and then like Sloan is there and she made Sloan handled it super professional. Of course she did. She's a, she's a pro. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the table. Um, But yeah, no, that was, that was a, that's everything about everything that she did this episode made me wildly uncomfortable. And it gets worse from there. So like she starts, (laughs) she, she meets Sloan. She's like, Oh, she, Eve, she calls you that. He's like, yeah, my friends told me that. And she's like, she's literally like, is she your girlfriend? And he's like, no, we're just here together. And she goes, yeah, but you're here together. And it's just like, dude, why am I on my heels already? Why am I? Why do I already want to go to the mat for my boy E with this yeah. chick? Like, what is her deal? <laughs> this is essentially the problem. Thank you. Hello. 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 H
I would like a glass of Merlot, and he will have a Belvedere on the rocks with two lines. You know me so well, huh? Don't I? Eric? Ashley! Hey, hi! Hi, so I made it after all. Yeah, I see that. This is Sloan. Hi. Yeah, um, Lucky Me had had a friend at CAA who had an extra ticket, so that's why I'm here. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> hey, I'm gonna go back to the table. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> see you. Uh, yeah, that's what my friends call me. So she's a friend? Yeah. Are you here together? Yes, as friends. Oh. And I technically, I'm still working. I I understand. So I should, should probably get back to dance. Oh, okay. But uh, I'll call you later. Okay. Okay. And you're right, dude. It's it's a totally unfair hand that the actress was dealt. Alexis Dezina is her name. And she had a little career going. She had been in that year. She'd been in Fool's Gold and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That's where I know her from. I was trying to put my finger. It's fucking Fool's Gold. I knew I knew her from somewhere. She's, she's great in Fool's Gold. But after these eight episodes of Entourage, her acting career just completely dries up. She only has five credits to her name from the next... 12 years from 2010 to 2022 she has five small like film roles i wonder if like she got typecast people saw her as the bad girlfriend and wrote i don't want her as part of my movie or this was such a big show at the time rusty that like maybe people couldn't see her for anything besides that so kind of a bummer when you think about it it's tough for people like that because like credit to her like if and when an actor like makes you feel super uncomfortable and that's like what they're trying to do like they did their job. So like exactly. they're doing it, they're doing a really good job. And but I think it does leave like a weird taste in your mouth. Like now every time I see her, like you do associate her with those with like the any actor you associate them with like the probably the three most like notable things that they're in. Sure. It's like when you see her, you see Ashley, which is probably in yeah. every I mean, I, I would assume a lot of like people that are executives in that business all watched on watch and now that that's the taste that they have in their mouth for for her hollywood isn't fair man that's for sure (laughs) speaking of speaking of that how would this episode be different today plot wise like if this exact same thing happened in 2022 i think one of it is that like nobody would have any problem finding dates to a premiere they could just like pull up their phone and be like all right let me just dm the first girl in my you know i think i think the way it would be the way it would be different is ashley would have way more tools to yeah. be psychotic where yeah, she true. would probably have uh ease location somehow somehow yeah. and he's not tech savvy enough where she he she probably would have gotten his phone and like shared his location or like checked him on snap maps or something like that <laughs> would have like it would have been i think it would have been a bigger shit storm she would have stalked the shit out of sloan like she would have done a deep yeah. dive on sloan she, and yeah, all of her she would have already stuff. known about oh that's actually a really good point she would have already known about sloan because she would probably be on e's instagram or something yep. and then checking his tad photos yeah, yeah. Would, have been a, would have been an absolute crap shoot <laughs> i don't think like i completely agree with that but i don't think like the idea of like the premiere i think it would still be a big deal i don't think as much to the world but it yeah. would still be a big deal to the guys because they still do movie premieres but they're much more like private, small screening things, and I'm sure they'd have a party afterwards. But I think in general, that whole plot would be smaller. 
they also would be surrounded by TikTokers. They'd just be surrounded <laughs> by influencers, just like following them around and be like, Vinny, before we go inside, please help me. Please join me in my dancing TikTok yeah. series or something like that. <laughs> that, that, uh, that Daniel Mack guy would have would have asked Vince what he does for a living when he yep, told yep. <laughs> Someone would have like, what's the guy who throws out the like, the three words and make and then creates a freestyle about it. Like he would have like oh, tried yeah. to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Drama would have like tried to rap with him. TikTok's ruining everything, man. <laughs> well, it's how it's how you and I met. So there's there's one good yeah, thing. So how I'm making any money? So there you just... go. <laughs> really quick, we do a faces in the crowd every week. This is someone who's in the background and like maybe has a bigger career, bigger life outside of the show. We already talked about Dal Jado, who's one of them, but I want to talk about the actress who plays Marlo, uh, Andrew Klein's wife. Her name is Jamie Gertz, and she had like a nice little acting career in the 80s and 90s. Crossroads, 16 Candles, The Lost Boys. She was in the film Twister, which was in 1996, and she even just recently starred as Debbie Weaver in the ABC sitcom The Neighbors. But she, along with her husband, Tony Wrestler, is part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Which is fucking wild of the NBA. Like, she represented the Hawks at the draft lottery in 2018, 2019, and 2020. And her and her husband were named the number one donors to charity of any celebrity back in 2010. She serves as the board director for the Melanoma Research Alliance, which is the largest nonprofit funder of melanoma research. That's fucking mind blowing to me. Add a girl, Jamie. Jamie, that's 100%. Probably, if you gave me, if you gave me the whole credit list including like people that worked backstage and were like who like who do these credentials fit yeah probably like probably in the last few people that i would of course yeah you just think she's another actress in the early 2000s who's got a little bit part on entourage but no she's this like essentially sports and charity mogul who probably doesn't have to act another day in her life unless she wants to for fun i like when i i think that's like the coolest part when you see people who like did one thing uh to start out working yep. and now just have like turned it into something completely different i think that's so cool especially in my life i'm like i don't want to like fucking rank beers and bars for the rest of my life so you're like you're like you look at these people that like yep. turned small stuff into like other stuff and uh you know have like made made a completely different name for themselves in like a different field i think that's so cool well, the, and I think this comes down to like in general, you just can never become complacent. You can't just go, I'm happy ranking beers and bars for the rest of my life. I want to do more. I want to whatever it is. And that's that's how I got through all this. I started as a stand-up comedian. I started doing this podcast, created the TikTok, which is how we met. And like there's just – as long as you are always – you know, it's it's like cliche. As long as you stay hungry, yeah, you, know, you can you can make more of yourself. And Jamie, Jamie Gertz definitely did that. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. That's that's a great like that that's probably the most mind blowing tidbit. Yep. In this episode. But and I'm I'm always so glad when I find stuff like that because like I'm pretty sure no one else has talked about that when it comes no, to I've never, entourage actresses. Even if you Google her, there's like I mean there like there's one picture of her in a Hawks t shirt yep. and that's it. And then the rest are like for Maggie. That's really cool. Super cool. There was no way that I was giving up my seat for this woman's manicure emergency. And she was spewing venom. And then Marlo right over. I dumped her purse out and I smashed her Gucci sunglasses. Hilarious. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be on your bad side. Oh, no. no. The entire salon erupts in applause. Uh -huh. This woman was such a nightmare. Marlo. I'm glad you guys had fun. Duh. You guys, excuse me. 
him such a wet rag. Oh, Ari, how would you feel about the four of us? Cabo for New Year's Eve. No, fuck New Year's Eve. It's overrated, overpriced. I'm gonna be right back. Well, they suck. They do. Six Man Award. This is someone who comes on screen and just lights it up. Let me hear yours. We could give it to Sloan. Yeah, I think, I mean, she's not in it a ton. And anytime we can give a little credit to my girl Sloan, I'm completely, I'm completely fine with giving it to, to Sloan if you are. I think, I think Sloan, Sloan even suggesting she's coming off the bench even for one episode. I don't like it, but I think for this for this particular episode, it makes a lot of sense. Sloan is Sloan's great. I think, yeah, I think she she kills it in every yep interaction scene. She's like even even and as much as I love everyone who's an actor on this show, like everyone kind of had there. There are a couple lines where you're like every once in a while where like they could have done that a little bit better. I feel like Sloan is so like consistent in just kind of actually being Sloan. Like yep. you don't, you don't, it doesn't even feel like she's acting. Um, so I think that, yeah, I'm completely down with giving that to her where she just kills it even in the, what, two minutes she's on the screen. She floats through every scene after she like helps, you know, gives E the tease and he just kind of like blurts out this half-ass invite. Hey Sloan, you want to come tonight? She's like, walk with me. Let's talk about this. That's like, <laughs> that's so cool. And then when he, yeah. confesses his feelings for her at the premiere. She stands up for himself. She's like, no, you used me for storage and bailed. I'm not, I'm not willing to do that right now. And you know, there's the scene with Eve finding out that, uh, the guy she was talking to is actually her cousin. And he's, she's like, that's my cousin. Like, what do you, what's, what's your issue? Like most girls in entourage are there to be steamrolled over by the guys. Cause they're yeah. the main characters. And she stands up to all of them every step of the way. She's, she's sits man, sits woman award. We'll give it to the, the woman this week. She's awesome. I also, I want to believe, and I, I feel like I want to believe that she's, as much like Sloan as I can, as, as I could actually imagine. Like, I feel like you can act to a certain point, but I think at, at some point it's like, you have to, there has to be some like truth to that. Like you can't just fake being like that cool and like yeah. that like good at navigating through social situations that like, I really hope that she's like that in real life. She seems like she's like that from what I've seen, which is cool. Well, famously, and Sloan has a lot more to do in these last, couple seasons like uh there was a female that took over the, a lot of the writing duties in entourage or uh the executive producer slash head writer's name of the show is named ali musita and so i think a lot of those sloanisms may have come from ali because it's hard to write for the opposite set some people can do it really well but you know every once in a while you see a character on entourage and you're like this is a male fantasy this is a woman who like yeah, yeah. drinks beer and fucking that's you know. that's like a lot of the of the girls in entourage yep you know, in the beginning where it's like, they're kind of these, not even like sexist portrayals, but it's definitely like the male. It's what every, it, they were, they were playing into what everyone like wanted these girls to be like. So that, that's really cool. I never knew that, that there was a woman or like what the head writer was a woman. Rusty, you come on the Entourage podcast, you're going to learn everything about Entourage. I've learned, I've learned more from you than, than my buddy Alex, freshman year of high school could have ever taught me. Hey. Hey, Eve, this is Greg. Greg, Eve. Hey. Hey. Mind if I steal him for a minute? Do you mind? I will be right back. Is that jerk off? It's my cousin. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. 
So who is the child with the bad attitude? It's nobody. How old is she? She's 24. I'm sorry about that. It's OK. No, that was rude. It was rude. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I didn't want you to come here tonight as my friend. I miss you. I know I screwed up. I was a shitty boyfriend. You used me as storage. I mean, you moved in for a week and then left. No, look, I know that was all my fault. But things are different now. I finally moved into a place, a place that you found for me. Eric, you moved in this morning. I can't just jump back in. I don't know if I can be just friends with you. Well, then, for now, let's not be. What was your favorite Johnny drama moment this week? We, we have a whole separate category for him because he's just, just so chock full of lines and bits. He's so great. I think, and we already touched on this one too, but the, it's just a, it's such a dramaism to be like, like kind of bringing weird stuff into a conversation that like there are girls in the car, like, like you normally wouldn't, you know, talk about. Um, I think he said something about like his, his colonoscopy or his, whatever. His colonics guy. Yeah. Colonics, yeah. And I think it's hilarious that he is like so comfortable bringing that up and we talked about this earlier but like and then what turtles like i don't like guys sticking up my ass yeah yeah that's (laughs) that's my favorite drama moment or just i think any because i think drama just it's so funny when he rips on turtle they have this really great back and forth so like anytime that there's like a classic uh you know i mean roast roast is the is the wrong word but like when they're kind of jabbing at each other, I think that that's always that always makes for for a great scene. So I think that's probably my favorite moment. Definitely, I'm going, I'm going back to the department store. It's after his weird interaction with Telly. They're still giving E shit about the Sloan uh, Ashley thing, and Drama goes, E, ditch the friend date. We'll scour for pussy together, and we'll bring <laughs> them back to your place. And E goes, Drama, I got this house, so I never have to bring girls back to the same place as you ever again. It's so perfect. It's like. Your I weird like, friend's older, your friend's weird older brother being, let's go scour for pussy together. You're like, dude, what are you talking about? That sounds like a nightmare. His, his, uh, and his outfits are always hilarious. Yeah. But the like red and black <laughs> tiger, I don't even know what, what was it? It looked like tiger print, like yeah. cut off when they're going to the, this like nice place to buy suit. It's so funny that he just isn't like, and it, it, we all have a friend like that. Like, it's great when someone's just comfortable being themselves, like, regardless of the situation. He always takes it kind of to another another level. But that wearing that cutoff, like, tucked into the jeans is so <laughs> funny to me. Um, it's yeah, like flexing for the paparazzi outside. It's he's so, like... it's so good. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He fits the body. We'll scour for pussy together. Bring him back to your place. Trauma, I moved into this house so you and I never have to bring girls back to the same place again. <laughs> You're lost. Who would have thought I'd be the only one guaranteed to have sex tonight? I mean, already planned and with a name attached? Taking Sarah. Oh, from Saturday? Uh, no, sorry, Lisa from Friday. Since when? Since just now. Last couple questions, Rusty. Favorite Ari Gold moment? I think, again, fuck. Again, him him, him walking through the, yeah. through the premiere and being, and being like, I've been accosted. I've been accosted by. I don't know why I threw on a Boston accent there. <laughs> I, I've been accosted by everyone. They all want a piece of Vinny Chase. Where he's just selling, 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 like all the time. It's, it's he's in he's in power agent mode in that moment. Yeah, and we I've I've met a a, a, f- a few people in LA that are like 
those like agent type sure. guys. And it is funny seeing like a pretty, I mean, it's an exaggerated portrayal, but like we, one of our uh, guys that works at, um, at almost Friday, he's, he is very high up there now. Like he, he's, um, and he worked at WME, mm-hmm. which is like one of those talent agencies. And he was an, an agent over there and he's super chill, like the nicest guy, like really good friend. Um, but you see like flashes of that, <laughs> that agent side coming out of them. And it's, it's very funny to, to just, you know, see, see like, a uh, Jeremy Piven's portrayal of this, yeah. this super agent. All the time. Emmy winning portrayal won three Emmys for it. it. So really? it's not, yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be worth something. People had to have seen yeah, a little bit of their own involved. agents and themselves, uh, really quick. Ari's out to lunch with his wife, Mrs. Ari. She doesn't have a name at this point. And she goes, and this is, by the way, this is a married die observation that is so true. Mrs. Ari goes, we hang out with plenty of nice couples. And Ari goes, no, we hang out with your friends and their husbands. And she goes, what, you don't like them? And he goes, I hate them. <laughs> it's just, I, I I howled. I was like, yes, I hate most of my yeah. friends, husbands it's, it's, and the, like the, when the you, interactions. When you, you see your dad. We, had, we were talking about, my buddy's night from home, we're talking about this. We were like, it's you don't realize it until you get older like your dads have very few friends they have they have husbands of their of their yep. of their wives friends um another great art I, you reminded me of this is when he's he's walking he leaves lunch early and he like kisses her on the cheek and he's like you need some cash <laughs> she's like i'm not a i'm not a hooker and he's like but what an expensive one you'd be or whatever and immediately bounces from he's the like, okay great i don't have to work <laughs> <laughs> listen i've been married for four years and like every once in a while you gotta have efficient conversations with the wife but no i don't want to i don't want to hear about your day we got to figure this out what time we meet and what time we don't great we'll talk later it's just it's just he, it said, happens, he said something and sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's really frustrating when he's like rude, rude to his wife. Yeah. Um, but they were, he was, he made a comment that was very, it was very R and he said something along the lines of like, pretend something about like, we shouldn't pretend that we, that we have a lot to talk about or whatever, <laughs> like at, at lunch, which was like, so true. Very Ari, but it is, it's sometimes, sometimes I feel like he takes it too far where you start feeling bad for his wife, where you're like, he is kind of a dick to her sometimes. Ari, why do I have to fight with you on this? Having a couple I enjoy will benefit both you and me. And she goes, really? How so? And he goes, imagine I could spend the proper amount of time with you in the most focused and best mood possible without us pretending we have so much to say to each other. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Seriously, Ari, why are you pushing me to have a date with this woman? It's not a date, it's a Manny Petty. I planned a very lovely welcome to the agency dinner for them when you hired Andrew and she canceled twice. Maybe Mrs. Klein doesn't want to be friends with me. Andrew thinks that she's intimidated by you. Why would she be? Because she's very insecure and honey, look at you. I mean, you make confident people insecure. That is so sad. I know it's sad, but have pity on the poor woman. Why is this so important to you? Because. Andrew is on his way to becoming one of my biggest earners, and I like him. Wouldn't you like to have a nice couple we can hang with? We hang with plenty of nice couples. We hang with plenty of your friends and their husbands. You don't like them? I hate them. Well, maybe you're the problem, Mari. Why do I have to fight with you on this? Having a couple I enjoy will benefit both you and me. Really? How so? Imagine I could spend the proper amount of time with you in the most focused and best mood possible without us pretending we have so much to say to each other. 
All right. Fine. Fine. You'll do it? You'll call her? Yes, I will call her. Oh, that's so great, baby. I got to go back to work. You need some cash? <laughs> I'm not a hooker. Oh, but what a good one you would be. I love you. Fun lunch, darling. Okay, last three questions. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? We can't vote for Vince. Vince wins every week. I think Turtle. I think yeah. it's, it's a sleeper. It's a sleeper pick. I think his life is in a really you're kind we're kind of getting to that point where you can see Turtle the trajectory, and maybe it's like hindsight looking back after seeing the whole show. But you can see it kind of he's becoming like his own person. Man. He's got this this great girlfriend and and like they're they're finally recognizing him as someone other than just a guy in Vince's entourage. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, there you go. Yeah. A guy in like Vince's entourage in the background. We're now like his name's out there. I think that's cool. I, th- I like that. I like that even with the suit, because his Air Forces, he always has the coolest Air Forces. Yeah, of course. He's still wearing Air Forces in even when he's going to these like massive premieres with his suit. And yeah, I think I think stays true to himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. His relationship goes public for the first time. We are one episode away. Next week is his birthday episode where Vince and his girlfriend buy him a Ferrari and a Porsche back to back. That that baby blue, that baby blue Porsche is so That's a Ferrari. Sorry, sorry to sorry. Porsche is the black one. Yeah, Porsche is the black one. Baby blue Ferrari is unreal. It's incredible. Oh my god! Can't wait to talk about that. So then he he runs into Fifty Cent. We're 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 getting ahead of ourselves, but like Fifty Cent's like, I see you're in your daddy's car. (laughs) Just so good. That when he, I don't want to spoil this. We can cut this out. Is that the his next episode? Is that when he gets the custom sneakers from the? No, no, that's way back in season three. So it's like Vince has already become aquaman and that episode's like a weird episode because like they're just waiting on some news from ari and then so they all chase around these sneakers all day but that was a good one i had a i had like a sneaker influencer on he's um his name's josh slade he has like a youtube channel and he, we went super deep into sneaker culture on that one that's a good episode if you guys haven't if you guys haven't listened to that one that was what about bob uh episode 11 of season three i probably recorded that three fucking years ago at this point but does that that artist actually? They're like, they're like Fuki Jamas or whatever. Did yeah. Those, did that? Did he? That guy actually make sneakers or was that? No, a- that's an actor playing a fake artist. And yeah. like, so Jerry Ferrara has the original pair of Fuki Jamas from from being sick. on set. And I think he actually just recently auctioned them off for charity, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, Jerry would like wear them to a Knicks game and sit courtside in them, and that's people would always go crazy on social media. Does it's that's one of the, another one of those episodes, man. They just stands out it holds up sneaker culture all that like it's great uh speaking of this episode so was this an a-list b-list or d-list episode of entourage rusty and we can do pluses and minuses i think it's a b-minus episode it's it's not it doesn't jump off the page it's a fun episode to watch i think it, yeah. it's purposely building towards better episodes i think um they did. They did a great. They did a great job. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. It's not. It's not one of my. It's not one of my top. Top on. Yeah. It's- B minus is a fair score. There are better episodes this season. We have the golfing one coming up. Uh, even the premiere, which was last week, was a little bit better. But you know, it's hard to look past the introduction of Ashley as a character and like knowing all of the like problems that's going to cause. Yeah. But for the most part, the premiere. 
you know, the stuff with drama, the dates. It's fun. It's a good hang. So, yeah, B, B minus. I think that's totally fair. Okay, Rusty, last question. I asked this for all my first-time guests, and I do. This has been a lot of fun, and I hope to have you back on just to. Yeah, this is great. The young person's perspective is, is super, super interesting to me. Who are you in your own real-life entourage? <clears throat> like in my in my own friend group? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be honest, and I – I hate to, well, okay. So there's, there's kind of three avenues we can take here. I have, cause I have home and then I have school and then I have LA. Yeah. I think in all three of those, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm probably closest to turtle mm-hmm. in any of those where I don't know. I think, I think like, I don't, I don't smoke as much as turtle does turtles turtle does, but yeah. Um, I think like on the, the facade that I put up for the internet is that it's like kind of only just like chilling sure. and drinking yeah, yeah. And, and doing stuff like that. And there is like some truth to that. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm, probably more easygoing than than a lot of my friends are very buttoned up like goldman sachs dude so <laughs> yeah um yeah we got i got a lot of aris and a and a and a, a, a one one vince and then a, a yeah i'd say i'm probably closest closest to turtle where i mean I, just in this last hour of us chatting like you give off a very laid back like easy to easy to hang with vibe and that's turtle's yeah. whole thing so <laughs> Dude, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you yeah, so much great, for joining dude. us. Love to come back on this. Week. Yeah. When uh, where can the listeners of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah find you, follow you, etc.? So I'm on Instagram uh, at Featherstone Rusty. <laughs> if you look up, <laughs> if you look up Rusty, it'll probably just come up, and then TikTok uh, Rusty Featherstone should come up. Check out Rusty's so. videos on TikTok on Instagram. They're so good. Uh, this is a blast, dude. Enjoy your weekend. I know you're going to go play some drinking games with your buddies right now. So, like, do that. I'm going to get back to work because that's what I do out here yeah, on the West Coast. And uh, we'll definitely have to connect in person once you come back to the West Coast. Yeah, definitely. Let me uh, let me get your uh, your numbers so we can do this yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, uh, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you Monday. <laughs>